Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Geek Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Let's get into this. Ladies and gentlemen, the world of WWE going haywire, I guess in a positive way again. As you all know, Mr. Man retired at the age of 77. Now he took the fault and now he took the company from his father and turned it to a global empire. I mean, what he did for the 90s, the wrestling, I mean, all the characters, Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, Gold Dust, Too Cool, DX, Triple H, HBK, Razor Ramon, you name it all, Sable, China, I mean, all the nostalgia, British Bulldog, Bret Hart. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. He had basically an uh, entire Hall of Fame territory. Jesus Christ. And I get it. A lot of people are saying he's out of touch. I mean, it's fair. Because, you know, as the people start, as his talent started to get older, he really didn't care much about building new talent. So he relied mostly on the overpaid. Do a form because once he made his money, he just sat there and everybody else do the work. I mean, but you don't become a billionaire by being an idiot. Now, I get it, majority of his retirement had to do with the sexual assault allegations against him. It was reported that he was giving out 12 million dollars for sexual assaults that wasn't recorded, and now it's up to 16 million. I think there's also a story out there that HBO Real Sports could begin a documentary about Vince and it could potentially be more women. Now, even though he's retired, I don't think this is really going to do much. Because he's 77, he's a millionaire, not control of the company anymore. So it's really not going to do much for him. Because it won't be to the level of my quarterback. DW66 to Sean Watson, the biggest idiot in sports history. But anyway, his daughter Stephanie, the Nikon, are co CEOs. Now, damn, Shane's basically been exiled for God knows what. But hopefully that'll be figured out. But anyway, then Triple H himself, but he's a new head of creative. That's a good thing. Because despite how you feel about Triple H, him holding the golden shovel, bearing all these talent, I mean, think about the position they were in. Stone Cold walked out, eventually came in good graces with their movie. Rock transitioned to Hollywood. I mean, HBK was in a feud with Jericho and building other stars. And Booker T 
is a SmackDown, the Dudley Boys, building up tag team. I mean, Kane shooting with RVD. I mean, but think about it. He built Evolution. Okay. He brought back Ric Flair, who was very indecisive about his career at the time. I mean, Randy Warren and Batista, who was the next to carry Raw. I mean, think about it. Randy Orton became a star in Evolution. And I'm counting the champion, the matches he had. He beat Chris Benoit for the world title. But Randy Orton admitted himself he wasn't ready to be a world champion, so they gave it back to Triple H. So what happened? The next year, gave it to Batista. And Randy Orton made a name for himself on his own. And then you had John Cena basically carried the company majority of the year then you had Edge coming to his arm so it's not like he buried everybody it just I think at a point in his life I'm gonna say maybe 2009 I think he was more it seems to me of creating more talent like he already proved himself because even in 2010 it was kind of fun us that he was doing more backstage work. You know, back in 2010, had a little feud with Sheamus. He became a hot commodity. But it was like, you know, that's him. And he is the creator of NXT. And boy, oh boy, the talent that he found, Finn Balor, The Shield, Seth Rollins, Omar Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Sasha Banks, Bailey. I mean, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I mean, I know Nakamura's probably been hit and miss, but you know, all that talent. So, it's like, give this man credit. He's one of the greatest minds in wrestling history and the greatest heel also. And I find it funny, when it comes to former WWE talent, that was talking about how Triple H is petty. Vince is out of touch. Shane is a little new. But they never said anything bad about Stephanie. I mean, most they ever said about Stephanie is, you know, she, she's part of China's downfall. I mean, we all know the story. Triple H was dating China. And China found a love letter from Stephanie. And that pretty much ended the relationship between, Steph, between Triple H and China. I mean, China still have a good run. Triple H and Stephanie became a couple. But end of the day, you know, that's all you hear about. And plus, people don't understand. Vince McMahon didn't want Triple H to Stephanie. Okay, he did his best to separate those two. But you know what? Eventually, he couldn't break them apart, so he just succumbed to his daughter's desires. Now, as a deep dive in this topic, CM Punk was asked this question at Comic-Con. Now, he's in AEW. Now, you can't tell the story of the WWE without CM Punk. As you know, CM Punk has ringed the honor for a while with the WWE. Started off at ECW, founded by Paul Heyman. And he really didn't have, he had a few breakout spots. His feud with Jeff Hardy. Then when he did the promo for the ages in 2011, you go look it up on YouTube. It's used with John Cena, Undertaker, 
match he had with Brock Lesnar, I mean, he's really with Daniel Bryan for a little. You can't tell the story of WWE without seeing Punk. Now, we all know how it ended. After the Royal Rumble, he showed up on Raw, and then he was taken off the car at the last minute. Then, you know, bad blood. They said himself on the interview with Colt Cabana that he got his termination papers on his wedding day. WWE eventually apologized for that. And then one of his biggest gripes was he had a bump on his back. WWE doctor saying kept giving him, oh, it's a bump, it's a bump. Gave him some prescriptions for it. And then he got a second opinion. And it turns out it was a staph infection. So yeah, that pretty much was the last straw. And plus, he really didn't have any more creative control. Or Vince shot down a lot of his ideas. So when they asked him about it, he said, I quote, he doesn't think the culture would change. He also said he doesn't think that just because Vince retired, he's not going to be hands-on. And he also called out WWE for the mistreatment of Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Brock Lesnar. Now, as we all know, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out because they had like the creative direction and they dropped the titles and they left during the middle of the show. Because obviously there was going to be in a, a match to determine number one contender for a championship. So they didn't like that so they walked out during the middle of the show. Now when Vince retired, Brock Lesnar walked out but eventually came back. So people was like, what's the double standard? But people seem to forget. Single Punk kind of told it on himself. They did call you a quitter in that I mean, Austin left, they got him on TV. There is no double standard. I don't think you can accuse of doing you just being petty. Now it's bad being petty because if you want a lot of talent to come through, that's a really terrible red flag. But anyway, as somebody who speaks up for the voice of the voices, how come you speak up for Jonathan Gresham? He cussed out Tony Khan in the presence release. Hmm. You talk about double standard, but you know what? That's neither here nor So, also, SummerSlam is coming up. So this is basically going to be Triple H first time taking over creative. Because as you know, Triple H retired. Because he had the fibula in his heart. He had a heart issue. The first it was, first, have chest pains. But to hospital, found he had viral pneumonia. Now he's retired and gets to go back to his original position. Now, as we know, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins was to be technically the main event match in the sense that that's the match that everybody was looking for. But of course, they use a storyline injury. I mean, I guess they can sell it that way because they could say Seth Rollins, who's basically the best thing in WWE right now. I mean, no disrespect to Roman Reigns, he's been champion for damn near two years. This is probably his greatest work, turning a heel. He has the best theme in wrestling right now. And him with his cousins, being the bloodline, and of course the one of the greatest minds also in Paul Heyman. I mean, I think Paul Heyman gets very undervalued. The people he can build. I will say this, if I was WWE, 
I will do everything in my power to keep Paul Heyman. Because if Paul Heyman was an AEW, WWE would be in a hell of a lot of trouble. I mean, hell of a lot of trouble. That's how much respect I have for Paul Heyman. But at the end of the day, Seth Rollins is the best thing in WWE right now. Matches with Cody, Hill, the first WrestleMania back from the pandemic. He had a match with Cesaro. I mean, he is that dude right now. So technically, he should be the face of the WWE. I mean, Roman Reigns is a part-time right now. So if the plan is, okay, to put Seth Rollins in the match, because eventually you're going to need a champion for both brands. So if the plan is to use Seth Rollins, because he's the hottest thing right now, they have him hold the title, let's say universal title, until Cody Rhodes comes back at WrestleMania, and they can have another class of match with Cody Rhodes to win the championship and become the face of the WWE. Something he's been winning for for a long, long time and well deserved. So it's like, I like the direction they're going right now, because I think that's good. But I would say the biggest criticism of WWE you can have is their creative direction and uh, they dropped the ball on Finn Balor, Cesaro. And I still don't like the way it ended with CM Punk. But it's like, and Bray Wyatt. And let's talk about Finn Balor. I feel so bad for Finn Balor. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Top five in WWE. And the worst thing that happened to Finn Balor was he got injured the night he became the first ever WWE Universal Champion. But man, for WWE, I hope they do not bring back Goldberg. Please don't do that. And hey, look at Dolph Ziggler. He's a name. I mean, he's super kick. Austin Theory back to the gulag. So who knows what he can do. So, so far, I like the direction the company is headed. SummerSlam is the biggest test. And, of course, you know, WWE has the best four pay-per-views. You got Mount Rushmore, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. So, so far, it's looking good. But we still have given a chance to prove it. Is it really the same? Or is it finally going to move to the right direction? Because the fact that WWE is addressing the AEW is a threat, that's the highest respect they are giving to as far as organization goes, Impact Wrestling, they're just doing Impact Wrestling. Hell, they're making deals with Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, you know, just for the fans. More, they're making business decisions more than trying to make a competition. That's very smart for a company that's been struggling for a long time. But anyway, WWE, you know you're going back to 14 please get us some great content. Please do. Doing a great, doing a great job so far. You got the right people in place. But please keep it going. Now, as salty as it is, do I think CM Punk and WWE will eventually work things out? Yeah. I believe he will be in the Hall of Fame someday. Hell, Ultimate Warrior doing these beef for over a decade. They worked things out. He was in the Hall of Fame. He forgot to, he got the opportunity to do one speech on Raw. Unfortunately, he passed away. 
But that's good. I mean, Bret Hart did with you health issues. They worked that out. And plus, it's not like people who leave WWE for other business endeavors come back. Cody Rose did. Hey, hell, Daniel Bryan left WWE on good terms. So if he gets sick and tired of AEW, he can come back. Adam Cole. If he leaves AEW because he gets sick and tired, he can come back. So it's like their door is always open for return. And there's one thing I like to add before I end this. I hope Tony Khan doesn't fall for the same thing as Impact. What I mean is you hire all this dirty talent, then you give them the belt. Expect them to lead the company instead of trusting the young talent. I guarantee you it's like this like head. I mean they gave the championship to CM Punk. He got hurt. They gave it back to Moxley. Now there's a chance they could give it back to Jericho. Who's in my Mount Rushmore wrestling? God knows this dude can do it all. And Britt Breaker is the best female wrestler on the planet. And poor Thunder Rosa, she even reduced to AEW Dark. She's just not popular anymore. Now, if WWE gets Naomi and Sasha Banks, guess who's going to happen with Thunder Rosa? She's going to fall right behind the line. So, AEW sure they want to follow that route? I know Tony Khan still went behind the ears, but he needs to be very careful he's in that territory. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of this podcast. Now, if you agree with what I said, disagree, hit me up on my Twitter at THD Country Nerd. Let me spell that out for you. Capital T, lowercase e, j, capital D, capital K, lowercase n, U-N-T-R-Y, capital N, R-D. Or hit me up on my Snapchat, all lowercase, Tommy Topcon, underscore 32, T-A-H-M-I-E. T-O-P-G-U-N underscore 32. Now, I love you guys. I appreciate for listening. Remember, continue to spread love and positivity. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I am is out.